Hey y'all, it's your girl Dia Direct. Welcome back to the Superpower Podcast. Let me tell you something. Today's show is going to be on and popping. We're talking about the contradictions and the clarity about where we really are. And joining me today is my girl, Dr. Kim Lee. Listen, Kim is a makeup artist. She's a preacher. She's anointed. She's a great speaker. But when I tell you we kiki and have a good time talking, oh yeah, you about to be a fly on the wall of this girlfriend's conversation. But first, we got to talk about something big that just happened. Hey, Kim. Hey, D, how are you? (laughs) Girl, girl, I am so good. Listen, we had a whole show planned and we're still going to talk about this topic. But you know, right now when we're taping, it's the day after the Oscars where the big hit happened. Okay. Like literally, usually it's about the big hits in a different kind of way. You know, I just been thinking about the whole situation with Will Smith and Chris Rock and you know what does that mean how does that really feel and so kind of appropriate for our conversation today because we're talking about where we think we should be and where we really are and and figuring out how to be in the moment and when I think about what happened last night bottom line is this everybody's got a opinion about it right and I realized it's like Will wasn't planning to do that Chris didn't expect to have that kind of reaction And you know what? You don't know what you're going to do in a situation until it hits you. That's true in terms of where we are in life. We judge where we are. We think we should do things a certain way. And the reality is you really don't know yourself until your back is up against the wall and something happens and then you get triggered. How do you handle it? (laughs) This is funny. You know, the Bible says that a foolish man's words will trigger or it'll say provoke lashes or hits or strikes. Like there's so many different versions that's found in the book of Proverbs. So I always go with the word there when we talk about hashing out tough life situations. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that, you know, the words of Chris must first be first be the starting point of us unpacking this because Mm -hmm. immediately I think, you know, society and media automatically went to the hit. But what provoked the hit? You know, mm-hmm. what What was the trigger for the hit? And I think that, you know, they have some long time history of Chris saying things that were inappropriate to him and his family. And just like any other man did, I mean, that I know in the African-American community, after a while, you're not going to keep disrespecting me or my wife. So I think that for Will, it didn't matter if they were at the Grammys, the Oscars or wherever they were. He was going to it was it's called on site. Listen, you're going to catch these hands on site. It's live, right? It's live. (laughs) Live and in living color. And you know what, too? When I think about it, Kim, it's like this. In Will's book, he's talked about how his mom was abused, and he calls himself a coward. And so, you know, that's something that's haunted him and that he's been working through, right? Like, how do you respond when when your mom, somebody you love, the woman in your life, is offended or abused? And so, even though he tried to laugh it off, I think when he saw Jada's face, that really triggered him to a point where he couldn't play the game anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it got real, right? And so as a friend of mine said, you know, there's Hollywood and then there's real life. And there's a point in time in everybody's life where you're like, you know what? I, I, I can't play no more. I'm not playing with you. And this is not funny. I think that Chris realized that. Um, you could tell by his reaction. You know, I was even told by reliable sources that he even went back to the table afterwards to try to make it right. We know the elders look of the... Of, of Black Hollywood Church, you know, that they surrounded them. And you know what? Living, both of us, you know, have husbands that are alpha males. 
And the reality is this, you have to let men do what men do, mm. you know, and they hash things out. And one thing I know about our community, they're going to hash it out. They're mature men, they're, they're, they're travel men, all of the things that people expected for them not, reasons why they should not have acted that way. Mm -hmm. But those are the very reasons that let me know that they're going to work it out in their own way. And we yeah. need to respect that. You know what? That's a, that's a great segue into what we were talking about. Thank you for those comments. Um, it's going to be a, a water cooler conversation for a long time, but there's where we are, right? Our titles, our positions, our status in life, our age, and all the judgments that go on around that, right? Like where we think we should be, how we think life should be, which is why we're having this conversation today to really kind of talk about something that you've also been talking about in terms of being where you really are and embracing those moments and being in the moment of how life is and what it's presenting to you versus always judging the process. So how we got to this conversation today, right? The reason why we even started having this podcast is because we were talking about the dynamics of how we're all, so many of us are judging where we are in life, gotcha. where we think we should be in life, right? And not really right. walking in the blessings or the challenges of just being where we are versus judging it. Yeah, I think that part of that is, you know, we are forced to not live in moments, which is why we can't just be attentive and, and present. We are constantly fast forwarding moments, mm -hmm. going to the next moment, to the next moment, to the next moment. And I'm going to come back to my point, but you know, we are constantly be reminded by people what you got going on next. So we feel like we have to create this whole, whether it be real or fictitious schedule of things that we have going on. Well, you know, I'm writing my book, you know, next month I'm going so -so. and it's like, wait a minute, hold up. Why do I have to give you a preliminary schedule of what I got going on in the next six months? Come and on. how does that make this a relevant conversation, right? And or so make you, oh, how does it make you more relevant? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's very Hollywood. We're both in the entertainment industry. And Hollywood is all about, or the entertainment industry is all about, what are you doing now? What do you have going on next? Versus, how are you doing today? How about that? <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, today is very important. And I, I stand by this, dear, because I live with a, a life of intentionality. I feel like all of my moves are so, you know, strategic because I really want to protect my peace. I need to, you know, be sure that I'm preserving myself for what I do have going on next. But what I found it is that we are living in answer prayers right now. Mm. Where we are right now is a prayer that has been answered from years before, months before, weeks before. So I am determined to live with intention in this moment because mm. I don't want to lose sight of everything I laid on my face for, everything I cried about, everything I wished upon, everything that was in my, you know, my journal. I want to make sure that I'm living in these moments and fulfilling what God promised me because a lot of times we can we can look past that because we feel that next is more important and next is now. I told mm. you this the other day. Next is now. When people ask me what's next, it's now. What mm. I'm living right now, what I'm experiencing right now, what I'm living through right now, it's right now. And for whatever reason, we feel that, you know, now is not enough. Mm -hmm. And now is more than enough because six months ago, I was dreaming about now. I mm -hmm. was hoping for now. I was wishing for now. And so I really, you know, want to encourage anybody that's watching to live in now. It's going to be so very important 
to do that and live it fully, bring it out, right? I think that, you know, one of the things I've learned about myself, even writing my book with both authors and congratulations to you, because you know, I absolutely love your book. Um, but one of the things I learned even from your book is uh, that I incorporated kind of in my book is being soft and not always being so powerful all the time because realizing that I'm more than just a boss. Mm. I should be a lady. You know, I am a mom. I'm a, you, you gave all of my, you know, accolades at the beginning. But I think that women, especially, we forget that we are made up of so many different things. And so when I say I'm living in now, am I living in now with my health? Am I living in now with my financial wealth? Am I living in now, you know, with my spirit man? Am I living in now as a wife? Because some of the things that I prayed for a couple of months ago, a couple of years ago, I'm living through. And I don't want to overshadow now with next because it seems a little more exciting or inviting. No, I need to just bring this all out and make sure that I am living every moment fully Mm. And, and and to the best of my ability. I think that's really important. You know, that's so good. The practice of mindfulness talks a lot about that too. You know, like just really being in the moment of where you are and like breathing into it. And as opposed to being, inviting all that anxiety, right? About what's going on around you or what you think you should be doing. But what I really appreciate about what you're saying, Kim, is being in the blessing. But here's where we get tripped up because we pray for what we pray for or hope for what we hope for. And when it shows up, sometimes it doesn't look how you thought it was gonna look or it doesn't feel how you thought it was going to feel. That's why when so many people climb the ladder of whatever ladder you're on, whether it's corporate America, entertainment or whatever it is, and then you get there and you're like, this is there, like, is you know, there's no there there, or is this it, right? Like I expected it to be more, I expected it to feel better. Um, and then you realize sometimes the things that you hope for is not as fulfilling. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or That's it's like- That's called growth. Okay, I thought it was going to be different, but we also live in fairy tale lands too, right? Like we, we just like when you get married, right? So many of our friends and peers who are professional women want to be married. And then it's like, hold on a second, boo. Wait a minute now. It's not all euphoria. There's life in everything that we dream and hope for. There's a process that you may not have anticipated. Even success means that you have to go through trials and tribulations. So, you know, there is not always where you think it's going to be. But to your point, it doesn't mean that God is not answering your prayers. But that's also why we should try and make sure we're aligned with what does God want for us instead of just what we want for ourselves. I want to I want to interject, if I may about that and the underwhelming moments that we create and those things that are kind of anticlimactic. I think mm -hmm. that that becomes a horrible habit for uh, people when we don't have a spirit of gratitude. Gratitude will make mm. those moments that you um, feel that are not as glamorous or amazing when you have this gratitude journal that I think you should start your day off with. And I'm really big on affirmations, Dia. I think that they, they are, they're powerful because our words are spirit. So, you know, the Bible tells us that death and life are in the power of our tongue. And when mm -hmm. we, when we create this underwhelming narrative about what we have just accomplished or something that we've just obtained, then what we do is, is we discount God on what yes. he has given us. And how dare we do something like that? It's so, so insulting to him that he would be so gracious and kind to give us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we get those desires 
And now next seems so much better and bigger that we don't even say thank you. And mm. we're not grateful. We're, the house ain't big enough. The car ain't fast enough. The, you know, the shoes ain't fly enough. The man ain't, you know, skinny enough. You know, it's just always something. Yeah. So what happens is, is that you tell God what you've given me is not enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. It's not what I need. So you're trying to trump out what God has specifically slated for you could it be that maybe it is not as big as you thought or as wonderful as you wanted it to be because maybe you couldn't handle that so god gave you what you can handle he gave you what you needed at that moment he gave you what was designated for you because there were others in that area that needed your voice i think mm. that um we just forget that our footsteps are ordered mm -hmm. right and so if I walk in ordered steps and every good and perfect gift comes from God, then whatever he gives me, Dia, at whatever particular time, because my footsteps are ordered and I do live with intentionality, then this is where I should be. Mm -hmm. And I should be excited about it and I should be grateful for it. Girl, let me tell you, we moved in our house in June and I still walk around my house in amazement mm. because then we're here. We're talking about almost a year later that we've lived here. I still walk around with people, with everyone in the house is asleep. I still look over the balcony and I thank God. I mm -hmm. go outside and I walk around the house, the perimeter of the house, and I thank God. I even took my mother on a tour of the neighborhood the other day. I said, we're not going to go to the left and go out of the neighborhood. We're going to go to the right and go through the neighborhood because I want you to see what God has done. And mm. she was like, wow, like I've never been this way before. But sometimes we need to just do that um, just as a reminder of how good God has been and how far we've come. Yes. Yes, it's so true. And I want to thank you for saying that because I'm going to just keep it all the way real. Like when I find myself um, complaining um, and you realize, ooh, I don't want to be ungrateful, right? And you think about how things were before, right? And, and then I often have to remind myself, like, the things that I complain about are luxuries, right? Like it could be different. It could be so much different than this. And God is so grateful and you're, I mean, it's so good. And you do want to make sure that you're being grateful and not always just complaining. But I think the other part of it is we get distracted by focusing on outside of ourselves. And it's the blessing and curse of social media. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you might be actually content with where you are, but then when you start looking around, it's, you start to feel like, oh, well maybe what I have or what I'm doing is not as amazing. And I found that, you know, like even in my own life, I really could be cool. But then when you invite other things into your world and your space, and it gets back to what you were saying, you've got to protect your peace. But you've also got to protect your eyes. You've got to protect what you allow in, in, to enter into your spirit. And you've got to know yourself, which means if you know you can't handle something, even if it's the thing to do, if you know how it impacts you emotionally, spiritually, physically, then that might not be the thing that you can do because you can't handle it. So, it, you know, knowing where you are and being where you are now versus next is both emotional, it's spiritual, it's mental, it's physical. It's all of those things, right? you got to protect your mind. you got to protect your thoughts. If I know that if I go on such and such's page, it's going to trigger me, right? Going back to what happened at the Oscars. Know yourself. Yeah, and the Bible talks about that too. Like you've got to know yourself. And and here's the thing. 
regardless of how old you are, God is constantly reintroducing us to who we are, right? Yes. And things that I thought that I was over or things that I thought that I'm bigger than that now. You, listen, you're not dealing with it. You're, you're not being confronted with it. So are you really? Like, are you really? You won't know until you're tested. And so we're constantly tested and, and, and we're constantly discovering not only where we think we should be, but where we actually are in real time. Sometimes we've grown. Sometimes we got a lot more growing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's um, really a great point, Dia, is kind of knowing who you are. I think that self-discovery is so important um, in living a life fully and being present in moments is knowing you, right? I think we spend so much time getting to know everyone else and mm. what they like and what time they come on live and what they drive that we don't take the time to really do the self-discovery that's needed and realizing as you said something very vital, like you, you, you're growing, right? You God is reintroducing you to you, you know, you're growing and you know, you need to recognize that you need to celebrate your milestones. You need to be grateful. Um, and you need to protect your peace. I think if I could, you know, really just, just zero in on those three things as it relates to this particular topic. I think that that, that is going to be helpful um, in protecting that space. You know, we spend more time dealing with, I heard you say, talk about your eye gates and ear gates, which the Bible speaks about. We spend more time protecting our valuables than we mm. do our spirit. Mm. And it's really unfortunate, dear, because we will put an alarm on a house. Mm -hmm. We'll put a lock on a door. Mm. We'll put, you know, a, 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 a fence around, you know, our property. But you better preach, Kim. Those, come on. Come on. I feel you going in. Same things when it comes to our spirit, right? Mm -hmm. We let anybody come in and rob us of moments. We mm. let situations come in and rob us of moments. We let people come in and tell us what we can't do. And mm. we don't protect our space. Mm -hmm. And that's so important is immediately when somebody comes in and has a conversation with you or or breaks in, you have to immediately stop them the same you would an intruder in your house. And if you feel like you can't do it, you need to call somebody to help you to do it. That's like right. Like you would an intruder in your house. I'm not going to yeah. openly open the door up and just say, come on in thieves. Right. Come on in robbers. Come on in murderers. Have your way. Mm. No. So you have to realize that people come to do the same thing. And so we have to protect our heart. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Yes. You got to guard your heart. If you don't guard your heart, your heart is what in, it, it, it is where your emotions are and yes. where, you know, your heartbeat is. You you, you ain't going to protect that. Yeah. You yeah. got to protect your mind. What are you taking in? What are you feeding it? That's going to be very important because what we think, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. So what I think about me is who I am. So you're trying to figure out how you attracted all of these black people. Maybe you are. <laughs> you know, you're trying to figure out how you're attracting all these wonderful people. Yep. Maybe you are. You in know, that area, not, in that area of your life, right? Because that's that why you could you, you could life. be you could Absolutely. be high here. You could you could have an amazing job and be great there, but you could be an emotional mess. And so based upon which area you're talking about in your life, that area of your life has a different kind of spirit on it. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're not as mature or it hasn't been in the gym. You haven't developed <coughs> that particular muscle in the yeah. same way. And so you're attracting what you are. Let me ask you this though, Kim, because I think 
all the things that you're saying is so profound. Um, but how did you get to this place? Was there something that happened? Um, is there a story that you can tell me that kind of shifted your mindset where you realized, you know what, I'm really going to start embracing where I am versus getting so caught up in what it looks like or where I think I should be next. How did you get there? So um, I was living with Angela Bassett for a season of my life. Um, I was out there, out in Los Angeles, working with her on um, her show. And I went out there thinking I was helping her when all along she was helping me. Um, I went out there to just for, I was supposed to be there for six weeks. I ended up there 12. Hmm. Um, and the 12 weeks that I was there was, is, was life transforming. It was literally one of the most trans transformative times of my life. I was in the hmm. middle of writing my book and I remember getting, sending it to the printer and the printer saying, okay, we're good to go. And my editor said, um, you sure you good? And the Holy ghost said, no, that's, this is fluff. You need to rewrite this book. And I was thinking, oh, my God, as soon as I leave here, I have a book signing at Bishop Jake's church and I need to be ready for that. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, my publisher was like, well, what do you want to change? Like a few lines. I said, and I was like, I don't know. God is telling me I got to change all of it. And the reason why I had to change all of it is because I wasn't being truthful about my process and my process. I was still that's because I was still living through it. What process am I talking about? Really loving myself. I really had to do the work. Angela told me one thing. She used to give me all of these great quotes. But one of the things she said to me, which stands with me, she said, you can't dance to every record. And so I was like, what you mean you can't dance to every record? She said, you can't be everywhere at the same time. Mm. At some point, you got to sit down and you got to feed your soul. You got to feed your spirit. And she was one of those people. She moves with such grace. And I watched how she handled her children and how she was present. I watched how she handled her physical body and she was present. I watched how she spent her days, right? And I said, if I spent half the time cultivating and fortifying my soul and my spirit and my, my personal life, like I do my business, oh my God, what a better person I would be. I watched how she cultivated relationships. She's really big on her relationships and um, she, she takes the time to take the time with the people that she loves and the things that she loves. And I had not learned how to do that because I always put everyone first and everything first. And what I realized was she said, Kim, what you don't feed won't grow. Mm. If you don't feed it, it's never going to grow. So while you're trying to dance to every record, you need to be over here feeding, you know? And so I, I, I picked up so her good. routine and I just said, okay, God, I don't know how this works for Kim, but I need to do this for Kim. So I just did, I mimicked everything she did. So we worked out together. We ate the same foods. We, we went to the same places and she loved it. And, and Courtney was like, Kim, you like the best thing to ever happen to her. Cause now she got partner in crime. You know, she got somebody that subscribes to this, but it worked. And I remember, um, being scheduled to go home and I was standing at the gate of her house and I was waiting for the car service to pick me up and I was just crying and she came out her girl I'm great cry now mm. she came outside because she sensed it and I was standing there with my bags it wasn't like I was bawling my back was to the house and she said Kim Kimmy I said yeah and I turned around she said I knew you was out here going through she said cancel that flight and stay your butt here and I said <laughs> What? She said, if you go home right now, she said, it's going to break everything that you put in your inside of you this last three weeks. Mm. 
She said, you ain't ready to go home yet. And I swear to you, dear, I was waiting for that. Like, I called my husband. I said, boy, I can't come home. He said, oh, well, I'll just come out there to you. I said, great. What I had to face coming home, I was dealing with a, a really rough situation with my son. And I just knew that everything I had invested in my spirit was going to be diminished if I went home. Mm. And every every practice that I had done, every food ritual that I had begun, every, every morning how I prayed, like everything was going to go down the drain. And so she said, you ain't ready to go home yet. And I was so grateful that she told me to stay. Mm. And I was going home actually to speak at a speaking engagement. And I called my manager and I said, you got to figure out a way to get me out of this without it being de detrimental to my my um, my reputation. And she said, she heard it in my voice. She said, Kim, you are more important than your reputation. God mm. won't work it all out. And he did. And I had to do that for me, dear. So if you ask me that question, it was a hard decision because most people would have got on that plane because you got a plane ticket. Mm. They would have got on that plane because I had a speaking engagement. They would have got on my, that plane because they had a commitment, a verbal commitment. And we have to realize that if it is going to destroy what I have invested, because my spirit and my soul and my peace of mind was more important because I needed to get a little stronger. I had not yeah. fed it enough, right? It wasn't strong enough to withstand what I was going to have to go home and endure. And yeah. I had to feed it some more. And it was like, you got to get stronger before you can go home. And my husband came out to Los Angeles a few days later. And I apologize. I'm a little teary-eyed. He came out yeah. to Los Angeles a few days later. He said, you are soaring out here. He was like, and I would be so selfish to ask you to come back like this. Finish your work here. And I did. And when I got home, dear, I could feel my strength again. Mm. And you and, and I know that everyone doesn't have a moment to live with Angela Bassett, but that was the extreme that God had to give me. But I am so grateful to her. I thank her every time I talk to her for that moment because I almost died, dear. Mm. Spiritually, I was dying because I wasn't feeding my spirit the way it should have been fed. So I could not feed somebody else in a book. I was just writing what sounded good versus what I lived through. And I talk about it in the book. And I hope that, you know, people will listen to this podcast and put themselves first, mm. right? And feed what is necessary for personal growth. And that's all aspects of who you are. First of all, thank My you for thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel you on that. I remember you going through that journey and us talking yes. about it when you came to Dallas. Choosing yourself sometimes requires really hard decisions that doesn't make sense to anybody else. And it may not always be logical or convenient or popular. But when it's time for you to choose your own well-being, sometimes that doesn't look how people think it is going to. It needs to look, um, mm -hmm. but it's necessary for you to live. It's crucial for you to keep going. And so I'm so glad that you chose you. I want to encourage everybody who 
is watching or listening to this podcast to make the tough decisions that sometimes don't make sense to anybody else, but that you know you need for your own well-being. So because this is the Superpower Her podcast, Kim, (laughs) before we go, what is your superpower? Oh, gosh. My superpower is, I I would say that I am a fire starter. I, I light fires in places that are dim and need illumination, warmth, that need power, stability, that need reminders. You know, fire is a reminder. So I call myself affectionately a fire starter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people, myself, you, we need people to light our fire. Yes. We need just, and, and, and the wonderful thing about a fire being lit, thank you, Holy Spirit, that means that there is something there that can be ignited. Usually, you know, when people light fires with with whatever source they use to do it with, by whatever means you have, that means I have something to work with. And Mm -hmm. so often we don't think we have the goods to work with. When I'm starting a fire, I see the goods you have. I see Mm -hmm. what is necessary, what I can light. I see what is what is lightable, what I can ignite. I see it. And God has given me that really innate way of seeing it. He's finally giving it to myself. I could see it in everybody else for a long time, but now I can finally see it within myself. Yeah, that's the key. How I can ignite myself and whatever that looks like that day. What what I have to do to get myself out of the bed when I'm sad. What do I have to do to light the fire to get me to be creative? I have to know that. And again, that goes back to conversation a few topics ago, which was self-discovery. Yeah. Knowing what your triggers are, knowing what incites you, what makes you ex- what makes you breathe and makes you move and makes you what what makes you get up in the middle of the night and do it for free. Like, what is that thing? You gotta do. You gotta know that. You owe that to mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to know enough about yourself to get that thing going. I think all of us on here have had old cars, right? We've all had an old car. Um, in high school or college or whatever, where we had to learn that car. Like somebody could get in the car, be like your car, be like yes, yeah, fine, just hit it over here, bang it right here, put some, you know, put a little oil, put a little water right here, and it's gonna run just fine. That's the beauty of having an old car. My son, we just got him a little car, and it's older. And I told him, I said, you gonna learn cars through this old car. Mm-hmm. You gonna you gonna learn yourself through adversity. It's not mm-hmm. coming to destroy you, it comes to develop you. Come you're, on. You're learning who you are through trials. It's, it's The tests are coming so that you can travail and prevail over. That's why you're learning how strong you are. The Bible says where you're weak, he makes you strong. He fills in the gaps. Like he's, he's showing you your bandwidth in this. You don't know how strong you are or how wise you are or how, how wanted you are until you're faced with something that challenges your thoughts. And I I am so grateful that God has taught me how to be a fire starter in my own life. I know what I need to do what I do. And I know what I need to do what I do well. I create these spaces of peace in my house, 
you know, I know what I like to eat that's going to make me get, you know, that's going to keep me fueled. I know these things about me, dear. I know what worship to put on. Like, I know these things about myself. And it's it's a good, it's a good relationship with me. You yeah. know, I think that if we learn to fall in love with ourselves, getting to know ourselves, learning what we love, what we don't like, what our barriers are, what our, you know, what's too much, what's not enough, what are your boundaries? I think that's the exciting part of, of your journey. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you get to know your man, but get to know you. Yeah. In fact, when you get to know you, then you can teach your man about you, right? And everybody else. Um, and then you can have those boundaries in all of your relationships, both personal and professional. And I just want to say that, um, yes, next is now. And the contradictions of, our, of ourselves, of our beings, um, are, are there to give us clarity, right? That's why, you know, the storms come. That's why the pressure comes to show us who we are, right? To show us where we need to grow and develop. But we've got to be in the now in order to experience it versus judging it. Um, you know what? And you need people in your life, whether it's an Angela Bassett or Angela Fleming down the street. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you need people to even help you. And and when you're the person that's used to being that fire starter for others, you know, sometimes it's, it's tough for us to, uh, to allow ourselves to be helped and to allow ourselves to grow, you know, in, in certain situations. But God is using it all for our good. I want to thank you, Kim, for your time, for your testimony. Uh, for your fire, and most importantly, for your friendship. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. Um, I am so thankful for this opportunity to share my heart. I know that um, our voices, dear, are um, activators into the lives of those that watch us. And I know that our mm -hmm. voices are assigned to certain people. And so I am grateful for every person that's going to watch this. We are assigned yeah. to you in this moment. And so take in this, this, this information and run with it and live it. Thank you. Listen, y'all, share this, uh, this podcast or this uh, video with your friends and your family, anybody who you know needs some encouragement right now who's going through. I know that God is going to use this to bless somebody's life. So follow us both on social media. Kim's going to give you her social media, but make sure you, um, you download this podcast, the Superpower Podcast. You share it and you comment. Kim, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? You look me up on Instagram is the Kim Lee. That's T H E E K Y M L E E. I'm Kim Lee on Facebook, the Kim Lee on Twitter, and yeah, all of my all of my emails are the Kim Lee at Gmail. So you know that's it's an easy way to find me. And all her stuff goes viral, so make sure you pay attention. And, uh, Girl, <laughs> I love you, boo. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, dear. I love you. Mwah. <laughs>